This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. The weather is beautiful. The trees and the shrubs are filling in. The flowers are coming up. And that is wonderful. But it also means allergy season. And I can tell you, my eyes are itchy and watery and I'm sneezing a bit. And, uh, you know, these days, if you sneeze anywhere near anyone else, um, it can freak them out. So let's try to eliminate the confusion. Which symptoms are allergies and which can be COVID-19. Uh, it can be a little not so simple because uh, we've seen all kinds of wacky symptoms for COVID-19. Uh, I'm going to give out the numbers in case you have questions. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now I'd like to welcome our friend Billy Chung, Executive Director of Pharmacy, Marketing and Professional Affairs at PharmaSave Ontario. Hi, Billy. Libby, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you? Great to be back. I'm not seeing the studio, but uh, nice to hear your voice. Well, nice to hear your voice, and uh, I look forward to the time when I can see you across uh, a socially (laughs) distanced table. So, um, allergies and COVID, I I, I gather that you've been seeing confusion from your patients and clients at the pharmacy. You know, it's an interesting time because, you know, the past number of months, the people are really watching symptoms and they're hearing all these different symptoms that uh, are COVID related. And now we got an allergy season coming up where other symptoms can come up and there's a little bit of uh, confusion out there, overlap, and uh, it's an opportunity to really just make sure people know the differences between uh, the both and what to expect, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's hear it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the, the key is understanding uh, the symptoms of each. Now, if I were to run through some of the COVID ones, and I think you mentioned some, but the, the big ones that people hear about are cough, uh, fever, difficulty breathing. Those are some of the main ones that uh, people are aware of, but we're also seeing, and the data is very broad and it's variable, and I think everybody's still learning, but we also know that COVID can also uh, include sore throat, uh, runny nose, uh, stomach symptoms, headache, dizziness. I'd probably say the one that... Um, uh, people are just hypersensitive over is obviously, you know, both of them are respiratory, but uh, uh, when you look at an allergy uh, situation, you have the runny nose, and that's one of the symptoms you might have seen with uh, with COVID. However, there's other symptoms that aren't COVID-related. So, example being, you mentioned sneezing. That is not one that we're seeing very much of at all in terms of the data uh, related to COVID. So sneezing is a telltale sign that it may, it's it's potentially not a COVID situation. Nasal congestion, where you have difficulty breathing from the nose, so different, different than difficulty breathing from your lungs, right? So that's another uh, variation. Uh, and then the itchy, watery eyes, red swollen eyes, those are other things to uh, be aware of that are very allergy-specific. Uh, and so when, when people start experiencing symptoms this time of year, you really have to associate uh, the overall, what is the kind of the group of the symptoms you're experiencing. 
Um, yeah, uh, but some of those, like you're talking about a, a runny nose can be COVID-related. I mean, personally, mm-hmm. I've got a runny nose 365 days a year, so it, <laughs> it doesn't worry me, though if somebody sees me uh, using a tissue, uh, they might get upset. It, it's one of those things where I think everybody's hypersensitive around people who are sick around them, right? And uh, obviously, you know what, when anybody is quote-unquote, sick with an infection you're trying to avoid and you, you don't want to pass it along. Allergies is something that's not contagious, right? So uh, I think uh, hopefully people will, will hear and understand that there are uh, a dif- there's a difference out there and uh, that not everybody with a symptom is, def- is potentially a COVID risk, if that makes sense. Okay, Billy, let me give the numbers out again. I'm sure people have questions. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm talking to pharmacist Billy Chung. We're talking about the difference in symptoms between allergy season and COVID. And these days, I mean, I know, you know, uh, any little twinge or anything that you might experience suddenly, I mean, I, I have to confess, me too, suddenly think, oh, my God, do I have it when when it, it is, you know, likely nothing. Uh, so it's it's an important thing to be able to distinguish these things. Also, I, I think I yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I, I think uh, what you're uh, indicating, though, is that I, I strongly encourage people to look at the assessments uh, online that are available for when uh, people may be questioning whether this is COVID or not, because they do walk you through a process. And, you know, something we did with the pharmacy website is put together a portal, per se, of all the different links of all the various assessments from across the provinces, because there are some variances from one province to another. Um, but it, it, it'll walk you through what symptoms are you experiencing now? How long have you had them? They ask you some very critical questions to help to define whether you should be going to get tested or concerned or whether, hey, you know what? This is likely not something related, if that makes sense. You know, it's interesting. In the previous segment, we were talking about masks and the wearing of masks. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. you're having allergy symptoms, that's going to make the mask pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, I, and I suffer from allergies just like you. And uh, you think about it, you're not supposed to touch your face, you know, like your mouth, your nose, your eyes. But when you think about your allergy symptoms, and, and for people with allergies, you know, you, you when you're sneezing, you, you might be used to covering up your face or your itchy nose or, you know, eyes being very itchy. And it's, I think this season might be a lot more challenging for people. I think the, the key thing is the, the hand washing. And uh, for people with allergies, just uh, if you're able to regularly wash your hands to just minimize that risk, because you're probably inevitably going to at least make some facial contact because of some of your allergy symptoms. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I'm I'm pretty bad at that, but at least I wash my hands before uh, touch my face uh, and then wash them again. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's it's really difficult. And and the other thing I'd like to ask about is. Um, asthma, because I know uh, for a lot of people, so we are around a lot more strong disinfectants. And and I can tell you, sometimes I take a whiff, uh, one whiff too many of Lysol, and and, uh, you start to feel tight in the chest, and I think that's not Mm. unusual. 
Yeah, you know what? It, uh, triggers and uh, allergy season could be some triggers for asthmatics as well, right? So um, that's probably the reason why uh, a few things. Hopefully, the, the person's asthma is well under control as best as possible. Uh, so that's making sure you're using your your corticosteroids that does the prevention for you, so you don't have to use the the uh, the rescue inhaler as as often or or at all. Uh, ideally, uh, but definitely, you know, the trigger is going to cause some of that, that change. And, and again, if you're, you're differentiating between that and a COVID symptom, uh, the trigger is probably the telling sign. It's, it's something that you know caused the symptom uh, versus just the symptom appearing or, or continually to develop or get worse over time. Uh, there is some of that variance that uh, people should be aware of when, when that happens. Uh, I, I, in a, I want to uh, wait till a bit later to get in the question of drug shortages, but I know that there was a shortage of Ventolin since we're speaking about asthma. Has that been resolved mm-hmm. or is there still a shortage of it? It's, uh, it's still one of the, the medications that are being cautiously monitored and looked at. Um, there is supply out there, but it's being very carefully maintained and monitored by pharmacies in terms of just how much they're giving out and to ensure that they're giving it out to, to the people who uh, require it and need it and making sure that people don't have more than they need so that it can be spread out over the, over the supply in terms of what's available out there. There's been, uh, I believe as early this week, I saw communication around some additional inhalers that are being brought over um, that are from a, uh, it's, it's a different company, a different manufacturing, uh, uh, facility that doesn't have the same, uh, quote unquote Canadian labeling, but it's being brought over as an emergency to ensure that that medication is available. So, uh, the government, uh, is, is working really hard with the manufacturers to maintain and bring in that supply. Uh, and that really speaks towards just making sure we're monitoring how much is given out, right? Um, so far from what I'm hearing from our, our stores and our pharmacies, uh, they're, they're getting enough that they're still able to get it to the patients that need the refills, uh, that need them. Um, but they're not able to give what typically somebody might be saying, I need my three month supply all at once, or, um, uh, I need the extras as backup just in case you may not have that availability or flexibility anymore at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, take a call from Adolf in Barry. Hello, Adolf. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are hi you? There. Well, I have a uh, big, uh, big, big questions. Okay. Well, I like to explain to the other person before. I'm 80 years old. I need some medications. Can I say the company where I get the medication from? Uh, what's your problem with the medication? Well, okay. Uh, before I was getting my medication for 90 days. Oh, okay, well... Now they say, you stay home, stay home, stay home. Now I get it only for 30 days. The same as everyone else. We were just talking... Well, well, how can I stay home, stay home, stay home? I go three times more out uh, than before. Well... Get delivery. Get delivery. Um, Yeah. Get delivery, delivery. (laughs) No, they don't. Well, the, um, I'm going to let you go and let Billy respond. Um, you're in Barry. Um, okay. Yes. How, I mean, it shouldn't be a problem for Adolf to get a delivery. 
Yeah, it shouldn't be. You know what? The the majority. I, I don't know of one pharmacy right now, uh, personally that I'm aware of that isn't offering that as a service. It's one one of the things that very quickly uh, pharmacies had to really ramp up and invest in right at, uh, around the start of this in March time when they realized that okay, hold on, we we need to first of all um, patients. Some people can't leave the house. Some people shouldn't leave the house. Some people should stay protected. And then uh, pharmacists are also protecting their other farm, uh, patients in the store and their staff. So really one of the best options was to make sure that, hey, guess what? We can get the medication out to you. That, that helps to prevent that. And then when the, uh, the drug supply concern came up, that also became a, a factor where we needed to uh, uh, divvy up a three-month prescription down to one month. And then uh, for people who can't get out, most pharmacies are delivering. So if you're, you don't know, ask the pharmacy. I would, I would uh, strongly suggest that they're probably providing that service for those in need. And uh, through the United Way, I think the government has uh, given out some money to help social agencies deliver stuff uh, for seniors. We're touching on a number of things. First of all, the difference between symptoms of allergies and symptoms of COVID. Allergy season is coming on fast and furious, and uh, it's easy to be confused. And also other things, you know, some of the medications we need for this or that are on shortage. You know, uh, the... Uh, Libby, just around the allergy season coming up is that I think uh, people need to know their pharmacies are open. They've been open continually and uh, to to not fear needing to get their medication. I would probably suggest calling their pharmacy uh, and speaking to their pharmacist first to see how best or what the process is. So some of the things may have changed so maybe since the last time they uh, went there, uh, but the medications are, are in the pharmacy and they can call, get their refills on the necessary meds to help them because it's it's good to get the medication into the system before they're exposed to the triggers, especially right now when pollen counts are increasing, the weather's getting nicer, uh, people are probably opening windows in their house, uh, so there's more exposure. Uh, so important, get the medications into uh, that they need and get into the system uh, so that they're protected. I, I bet a, of symptoms. a lot of people are take over-the-counter stuff for their allergies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And... Again, you know, uh, your pharmacy is either open, you can walk through and pick it up like normal. Some stores might have a limited ability to walk through the aisles for protection purposes, and the pharmacy might be delivering those medications, even the -the over-the-counter ones. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, they need to make sure that uh, they do get the medication, though. And and, uh, you would use over-the-counter prophylactically, like take it before you uh, start sneezing and wheezing? In uh, in many people who have season seasonal allergies, they generally know when their symptoms start getting triggered, and so there is a period of time that some people may be taking on a regular basis. Obviously, it's part of their discussion they have with their pharmacist or their doctor uh, related to their allergy symptoms and how best to deal with it. In some cases, if you're not going to be going outside, your windows are closed, uh, air conditioning is on, and in the summertime, you, you might not be triggered and you don't need it, then great. Uh, but the best way to prevent the symptoms of happening is to prevent that histamine from being released in your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else uh, you want to tell us about in terms of the allergy season and also in terms of those drug shortages? Yeah, you know, the from an allergy season perspective you, and, and the COVID, the whole symptom thing, your pharmacist is there to help and support. So uh, don't be uh, uh, shy to give them a call. I think uh, really important is the understanding the symptoms of both 
And knowing the symptoms of both will help you tell the difference between the two. And uh, again, if you're ever in doubt, those assessments are very valuable, available for you to sort through those, those types of situations. In terms of the shortage and, and the drug medications, we're hoping to see that stabilize a little bit more over the coming weeks to, to months or so. Um, but in the meantime, hoping people will understand and, and be patient that this is intended to ensure that people get their medications that they need uh, when they need it, but uh, also manage it so that it doesn't run out in a in a, a month or two from now. It's, it's probably a good uh, point to remind people, good news last week, and it was uh, partly through the efforts of advocacy from CARP, and the Ontario government is covering the extra costs of the copays or, or dispensing fees for having those 30-day supplies if you're over 65 and on the the Ontario Drug Benefit Program. So it's a good thing because we, we had heard from a lot of people who were finding this to be a hardship, especially people who are on multiple medications, but there was some good news. So if a drug is covered for the Ontario Drug Benefit you're, and you were on a 90-day supply, before this, then uh, you will not be charged those extra copays. Yep, definitely. That was a you know good news. It was a lot of work by, as you indicated, CARP, the government, the Ontario Pharmacists Association, and uh, it's it's from basically last week until the end of June at the moment, uh, where that extra uh, dispensing of the prescription, the uh, copays are are, are going to be covered right now. So uh, it definitely helps those people that uh, typically don't get so many, their prescriptions split up into three and uh, ensure that they, they get the medication that they need. Yeah. And, and uh, again, uh, for uh, people like Adolf, there's a reason you can't get the 90 days and you should be able to get delivery. In some cases, you'll be able to get free delivery. That's not always the case though, right, Billy? Yeah. You know, it, it's a, it, it, you know, the whole 90 day thing is a very simple explanation that we try to explain to people is that if my pharmacy can only have a hundred tablets in stock of something, if I give all a hundred to one patient, that means the next two people don't get theirs, right? Versus if I give 30 to the first person, it gives me another two more people and get 30 each. And then by the time they run out of that, I'll have another hundred. And, and that's really the reasoning for it. It's to really prevent it. The medications, um, are a, a number of them are internationally uh, manufactured. And so when this COVID hit, thing hit, the, uh, there was also some concern just around the, the ability to make, maintain uh, the inventory levels and the demand uh, with the challenges with international shipping and, and such. So, But we are hopefully seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I know our pharmacies are starting to feel a little bit less strained in terms of the stock. So I think there will be some better news over, over time coming soon. Okay. Uh, Billy, uh, 20 seconds. What are you leaving us with? You know what? Um, I, I hope everybody stays healthy, uh, stays well, follow public health uh, advisements, keep, keep in touch with that. And lastly is that your pharmacist is available. They're here to help and support. And uh, so make sure that you stay in touch with them and, and, and don't be afraid in terms of if you need your medications, make sure you speak to them about it, whether it's for your allergies or asthma or anything else. Okay. Billy Chung, pharmacist with PharmaSave. Thank you so much. Great talking to you. You too, Libby. Take okay. care. Okay, take care. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.